Watermark Golf Media. In a world where talk is cheap, someone should be paying you to listen to this podcast. It's the Lip Outs Podcast with your host, golf course architect, author, and former looper for the llama, Nathan Crace. And now, from deep within the recesses of the basement beneath the studio at Watermark Golf Media, the man of the hour, the tower of power, too sweet to be sour, make you say, woo, like Jerry Clower. Ladies and gentlemen, Nathan Crace. Thank you and welcome to the Lip Outs Podcast. I'm your host, Nathan Crace, and this is our first episode. Well, technically it's not episode number one. It's a preview episode. We wanted to do this so we could tell you the history of the podcast, how we arrived at this point, where we're headed, and who some of the first guests will be. A normal episode will be 30 to 45 minutes, but we'll get into that later. Before we get started, do us a big favor and reach over and tap the subscribe button in Apple Podcast or whichever service you're using to listen to this. With more subscribers, we can keep this train rolling down the track and keep it free for you, the listener. Speaking of which, do us another favor and tell your family, friends, co-workers, people you play golf with, strangers on the street, and anyone else you might bump into how much you enjoy the Lip Outs podcast. If you don't like the podcast, do us a favor lie and tell them that you did anyway. So let's get started with a little bit about who I am and why I have a podcast. Going back to 2001, I began writing a monthly column in a regional golf publication called Tee to Green Magazine. It was also picked up by other regional magazines a few times in some national publications and even in South Africa. I became a member of the Golf Writers Association of America and I had other magazines that weren't even golf magazines that asked me to write about golf some fitness magazines about the benefits of walking while playing, things like that. But all of that got started because the owner of Tita Green at the time called me 17 years ago for a favor and said, hey, the advertiser who had a full page ad on the inside back page dropped out. I've got to go to print tomorrow. Do you think you can write something to fill the space? Just email it to me tonight. Tonight? Holy cow. Well, I'd known Scott Harrington for quite some time and we were friends, so I said, sure. I banged out a column that night about Ian Woosnam being penalized at the Open Championship for carrying two drivers. But I came at it from a different angle and made it funny and a little irreverent. People seemed to like it. In fact, they liked it enough to tell him about it, and I ended up writing a column every month for the next eight years. What attracted readers to those columns? I don't know. I'd like to think it was my attempt to try and make the reader think about something from a different angle. The columns were at times irreverent, but always entertaining. I pulled no punches, especially with the USGA and the equipment and ball debate, and to this day I stand behind everything I wrote. But eventually I was increasingly busy with my real job, and my wife and I had three children at home. I wanted to devote what writing time I had during the day, or usually at night, to an idea I had for a novel, a thriller, that I wanted to write. We'll talk about that on another podcast, maybe. And then a few years after I stopped writing the monthly column, I would run into people and they would ask me what happened to it. Why wasn't I writing? They missed it. Well, I thought that was very nice. So I went back in 2012 and I published a book called Lip Outs, The Best I Could Do from the First Two Years, where I pulled my favorite columns from the first two years and republished them, along with follow-ups to discuss how the stories held up over time and how my predictions turned out. They turned out pretty good, actually. I predicted in April of 2003 that Jim Furyk would win a major that year. 
He won the U.S. Open two months later. In 2007, I wrote about a cottage industry of golf architects channeling dead architects from the Golden Age in a column that I called Resurrecting Donald Ross. Imagine my surprise within a day or two of that being published when I picked up the newest copy of Golf Digest that had just been published and Ron Witten wrote essentially the same topic, with neither of us knowing what the other one was writing. Weird, right? If you are interested in those stories and more, we'll put a link to the book on the Lipouts podcast website. It's in paperback now for a few dollars, and I think the ebook is 99 cents or something like that. We'll also put up a link to the Lipouts archives at lipouts.com, where you can go back and read all 89 of the columns I wrote over the course of those eight years, just in case you have trouble sleeping. Then a few years ago, I started listening to podcasts. Some were great, some not so much, and I started thinking about the career fair in junior high back in Indiana where I grew up. We all took a test to see what career would be best suited to us. I'm still not really sure how that worked, but my test came back and said that I should be a radio disc jockey. Wow, that would be awesome. Just like Johnny Fever at WKRP in Cincinnati. The problem was, all of the radio stations around me already had talent, and they definitely weren't hiring any 13-year-olds. So that was put on the back burner and forgotten about until my junior or maybe senior year at Mississippi State when they started an on-campus FM radio station. I even had a great idea for a show. The All-You-Can-Eat Buffett. Once a week with an hour of my favorite Jimmy Buffett songs. I didn't care if my spot was 2 to 3 a.m. I just wanted to do it. But I never got up the nerve to go in and audition or even tell them that I wanted a shot at being on the radio. With podcasting, however, it's like the Wild West of radio. Anyone with some time, talent, and the right equipment can do it. With winter approaching, I would have some time, not much talent, and I could buy the equipment. But I did not want to do something everyone else was already doing. I did not want to do another golf architecture podcast or another one about the tour or the rules or the state of the game. There are plenty of those already out there, and there are some very good ones. In fact, I'll be on one of those good ones in the near future with Ryan Balaji, but I digress. So my original idea for this podcast, when I came up with it way back in October, was to call it a quick nine. Golfers are familiar with the term, let's leave the office early, play a quick nine, meet me at the club early, we'll play a quick nine. My thought was that I would invite the guests to sit in, ask each of them nine questions, and we'd go from there. I also didn't want it to drag out for 90 minutes or two hours like some podcasts do. Trust me, no one wants to hear me talk for that long. Just ask my wife and kids. I think a good number is 30 to 45 minutes per episode. That's perfect for your drive to the office, a workout in the gym, maybe walking the dog in the evening, or if you're sitting around the dinner table and everyone else has a phone in their face, checking Snapchat or Facebook or Pinterest, you just pop in your earbuds and listen to the dulcet tones of this podcast. Speaking of which, I don't know if anyone talks at dinner anymore anyway. We launched the Quick 9 podcast on social media, and a day later I received a detailed and very thoughtful email from someone who has been in the golf media industry for a very long time. In a nutshell, he said that he liked the idea of the podcast, but he didn't like the name. He thought it should be called Lip Outs, because he always felt that it was one of the great titles in golf, it was owned by me, and a logical extension of the brand that I began back in 2001. He said that he thought I would be missing the boat if I didn't call the podcast Lip Outs. After I kicked myself for a couple of minutes for not thinking of it sooner, I knew he was right. So 37 hours after launching a quick nine, we changed everything to the Lipouts podcast. I also decided to ditch the nine questions format. The more I thought about the podcast that I enjoy and the ones that I don't, I thought it would be better for this to feel like a warm sit-down conversation with friends instead of a cold news interview. Think of it as Jerry Seinfeld's Comedians in Cars Getting Coffee, just without Jerry, or the cars, or the comedians, 
although we might have some comedians on, we're already working on that. But I want this to be different. I want to dig into the background of each guest and see what drew them into the game and how it's impacted them and how many of them have impacted the game. We have guests already booked who are changing their communities and the lives of people who don't even play golf by using the game as a vehicle for charity and fundraising, helping wounded warriors, attracting juniors to the game where they might have otherwise never picked up a golf club, and giving seniors the ability to play the game for longer and longer into their active lives. So this is not just another golf podcast. We won't just be interviewing golf architects or players or people inside the industry. Sure, we'll have some of those people as guests, but it won't be the same boring interviews they've done before. It will be thoughtful, entertaining, and fun. Sort of like Bob Costas, with a sense of humor. And as I mentioned earlier, this podcast won't drag on for two hours. It will be easy to consume, and something that I hope will become appointment listening in your normal routine. That's why it's so important to subscribe. You didn't do it earlier when I asked you to, did you? Yeah, that's okay. Go ahead and do it now. We'll wait. Unless, of course, you're driving, in which case pull over first. When you subscribe, each new episode will come to your device automatically when it's available, so you don't have to remember to do it. It's the miracle of the interwebs. And remember, we have to build this podcast with subscribers like you. That's why it's also important for you to tell others about the podcast. There's nothing like word of mouth. Before we go, I want to tell you who our first three guests will be, in no particular order just yet. We have Matt Janella from the Golf Channel and Golf Advisor, Ron Witten from Golf Digest, and Forrest Richardson from the American Society of Golf Course Architects. We also have the first nine guests for Season 1 already booked, and we'll put that on the website soon. We're looking at some other big names as well to round things out. Names you'll recognize even if you don't play golf, and people you might not realize even play the game. So that's it. That's a wrap of the preview episode of the Lip Outs Podcast. If you could stand to listen to my voice for this long, then you'll want to listen to the episodes we have coming online soon. But again, take a second to tap on the subscribe button so you don't miss anything. Also, go right now and follow us on Twitter and like us on Facebook, both at Lip Outs Podcast. You can follow me on Twitter at Lipouts. And of course, all of that information and more can be found on the website at lipoutspodcast.com. So until next time, on behalf of everyone here at Watermark Golf Media, I am your host, Nathan Grace, and we'll see you back here when we tee it up on the Lipouts Podcast. Thanks for listening. This has been a production of Watermark Golf Media. All rights reserved.